One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Red Men TV. It is the Deep Dive. That's Josh Williams. I'm Chris Pajak. This is a Q&A because it's the international break. We've got questions from Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, uh, Josh's Instagram, my Instagram, Red Men's Instagram, all of them. Uh, we're going to try and stay clear away uh, 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 for, for as long as possible around the Manchester City content. We've done a full preview, um, 35 minutes on redmenplus.com from the tactical perspective uh, of... of Klopp going up against Guardiola for this game. Um, so if you if you're wondering why we're not answering those questions, and if you're watching with us live, that's why we've done our tactical preview. But if anything really tickles the fancy, we will maybe go into it. Um, but yeah, thank you very much for joining us for this one. Um, always an interesting show. The first time we did it was Bosch, wasn't it? So we thought we'd, yeah. we'd bring it back out. And obviously, with no games, it makes it a little bit easier for us content-wise to be able to get something to you guys, uh, which we always want to do. So. Uh, we're going to start, Josh, uh, with some of the Facebook questions. Um, and you can see on, on my laptop screen here, um, Leon Fox has put a, a really interesting one in. Do you agree that Sobo should have more of an impact in the build-up play than Trent? Are we using Sobo slight in the best way possible versus Trent playing the balls out from the fence? So he, I, I'm assuming Leon here is, is kind of saying that Sobo's not being used enough for his liking. I think that's a, a fair shout, but I don't agree that he should be used more than Trent in the build-up phase. I think Trent is. I think that's arguably Trent's best quality in terms of just building the game from the back, finding the pockets and, and moving the ball forward and finding players in more advanced areas and stuff like that. You know, we know he's a master at switching the play and stuff. So I think that's Trent's arguably his biggest perk. But in terms of Sobuslai, possibly. Um, but this is the problem with Sobosla, he's, he's such an all-rounder that he looks just as comfortable in the final third in the smallest pocket of space as he does in his own defensive third, you know, building the move from, from the goalkeeper or whatever. So he can kind of do it all. I, I would be inclined to to stick with the way it's worked, personally, because he's, he is dropping deeper at times and open out, but he's also, crucially, spending the majority of his time kind of where the game is decided which mm. is in the final third he's got the quality to deliver in the final third so it, certain players you you want them you know where the game's going to get decided and I think Soboslai is one of them um, I think for, for, for me for, for, for what it's worth is I think when you've got maybe somebody like a Let's move them into the sort of normal positions. When you've got a Trent Alexander Arnold here and you've got a McAllister here and you've got a Virgil van Dijk here it's almost too many cooks spoil the broth yeah. type of stuff to ask then Soboslai to be in this in and around there when you're exactly right get him up here get him playing off Salah or Nunes or anything else now I think over the last few games to be honest with you he hasn't been as involved enough for my liking I've wanted him to be involved more mm. but I think that's the case for both of the eights yeah. and I do wonder whether Josh 
we're, 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 other teams that we're coming up against have got more and more video on Liverpool and how we're starting to play this system. It's not been as easy sledding as the first 13 games in the, you know, going back to last season and the start of this season. Teams are starting to know that Dom Sobersly is a fucking brilliant player, <laughs> so they're making it difficult for him. Yeah. And there is a period of adaptation where you see what someone's doing, and it might be that not every team is defending him in the same way, so he's having to learn, all right, well, when they do this, maybe I have to go there to find the ball. And yeah. that's the next week it might be, well, they're doing it a different way, where do I have to go? So there's, I think there's, as he comes up against players, as he comes up against managers and he comes up against systems, you'll start to see that brain and start to see him finding space more and more often. Yeah, I also think as well that, like, you know, if we're being completely honest, I think lately, in addition to what you've just said, I think he's also just maybe been a little bit off it compared to the start of the season. Um, a little bit back down to earth, which is normal, you know, he's only 22. Um, but in terms of getting him more involved, you do want him more involved, obviously, but you want him involved, crucially, doing exactly what he's the best at. And he's good at everything, but he's good enough to be doing things predominantly in the final third. Whereas, mm -hmm. say, for example, a Thiago, if you move Thiago away from the build-up, you just you're mad. What are you moving Thiago away from the build-up for? That's literally where he excels. Sobosai kind of excels everywhere, but particularly when he's kind of deciding the game for you. So I'm happy with him kind of staying where he is, but I agree in the sense that uh, we, we want him involved a little bit more than we've seen the past couple of weeks. Absolutely. Okay. Uh, Tony Davey, a top fan on Facebook, um, says, Why are we not in on San and Andre? Apparently, Fulham is his destination. When he excels, we then make a move costing 80 to 100 million. Stupid when he can be bought now for 20 to 30 million pounds, I believe. Now, we did a show. Last week, a full deep dive on this, to yeah. be fair. I, I don't think, you know, in, in five minutes we can really do that question, the justice that it deserves. But I think we're both in agreement. It's fair to say that we think it's a bit mental. It's a, it's, it is a bit mental in this, if, if that's the kind of player you want. If you, if you want a controller to come in, he's ideal. He's a decent price. He's a good age. All of the nice stuff. Um, so if Liverpool don't get him in 2024... I don't think we'll get him full stop. Like Tony's obviously making the point that like if you don't get him now, you get him from Fulham for about hundred million or something. I don't think that will happen. I think if Liverpool Liverpool move for him now from Fluminense or or, <coughs> or they don't get him at all, um, and if they don't get him, I don't think it's necessarily because they don't rate him or or anything like that. I think it could just be a case of like they they no longer see as much of a need for him squad wise compared to when they initially. Explorers is available. Yeah, and, and I, I suppose what we came to last week, just not to go over it too much, but when you've got McAllister, when you've got Gravenberg, when you've got um, Dom Sobersly, Kurt Jones, Harvey Elliott, Stefan Bajetic, Thiago, although he will be going at the end of the season, and, and Trent now starting to play more and more in the midfield, you might just think your options are already at the football club, yeah. um, which, you know, for me, and, and I think for you as well, we, we both see it as a, a as a weakness at the moment, the DM thing, but Klopp knows and understands how to build a squad and how to manage personalities and manage those minutes on the field, and he might just think, do you know what, I'm getting enough, we're a, we're a point off Manchester City right now, we've got the opportunity on Saturday to go top of the table, um, and we've done all that without a defensive midfielder, and this team might only get better and better and better uh, so we'll move on then um, Leon 
Oh, no, 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 we've done Leon's, haven't we? Aimer Jawad. Hello, Redmen. As we come out of the international break, only one point adrift of City, and with us travelling to the Etihad on Saturday, do you think we have enough in our squad this season to push City all the way? Thanks. <laughs> um, I think we will be City's biggest challenges, personally. Oh, this I... feels like a cop-out here. No, no, I... It feels I, like second by ten points. Well, no, it depends... Well, that's, that, exactly. That's kind of what he means by... That depends what he means by pushes the all away. In terms of... More than Arsenal did last season. Well, do you mean, though, like, City's biggest challenges or actually, like, 37 games played, we have a shot at the title? That's what I want it to be. Well, that's what I want it to be as well, but is that, <laughs> is, is that what Amen means? You know what I mean? Let's go with yes. OK, if he means yes there... <laughs> I want to say, yeah, but it's really hard to call. Possibly, yeah. I mean, I'd, go, I'd say like 50, 60% certain that we are going to be in, in with a shot of winning a title by that stage of the season. Um, but I, I, I rate us slightly higher than Arsenal at the minute, if I'm honest. Yeah, I will. I'd freely admit that I'm going to have the splinters on my arse from sitting on the fence here. Um, and you're having a go at me as well. I know. <laughs> when you sat on this fence, you can do whatever you want. Yeah. Um, I, I said at the start of the season, I think Liverpool will be second in the league. What I will also say is Liverpool have surprised me. Liverpool are further ahead in the project, which I hate describing a football team as that, but it seems readily accepted now um, that you're allowed to do that. We are further ahead, I think, of the schedule right now. I don't think Liverpool really thought they could win the league title this season. I do think if everything goes our way, Liverpool can really challenge. Yeah. But like that means, for me, it means sorting something out in the January transfer window for a proper DM, and it means no injuries, and it means... You know, maybe Manchester City get a Rodri injury or something like that. Um, we're in, we're not in the driving seat, but you just never know what this squad of players is going to be capable of, especially if they win at the Etihad. What that does to their confidence, what that does to their belief and momentum going into this run of games. Like, I, I actually do think Liverpool are going to be top at Christmas. Like, I genuinely do think that. We did the points on um, the Bayer Football podcast yesterday and where we were, like, looking at everybody's fixtures and the games that they've got. I think Liverpool are going to be top. And if that's the case, Liverpool have got a really great chance at winning this league. Yeah, well, I, I had a look the other day and, and so far, I think, based on the points that we accumulated, <coughs> Liverpool are on course for, I think it was 86 points so far this season. That's generally in and around, like, a, a title challenge, to be honest. Guardiola tends to be around 90. So, if we can... And bear in mind, we've had a few red cards. Mm. So, you know, say for example, the Spurs game, if we don't get eight players sent off, we, we maybe win that game. Um, and then we're up, up towards like 90 point um, pace. So if we can aim for that and, and get in and around that, then then I think, yeah, we've got a, we've got a chance of winning it, yeah. Okay. Uh, Hitching Baz, this is a tough question. Um, during your research for the numerous deep dives you've done, I'm going to put this as an overlay, actually. I'm allowed to do that, aren't I, Joe? Um, I should have preferred an answer for this one, you know. Doing oh great. <laughs> During your research for the numerous deep dives you've done, what's your favourite thing about Chris? Is that what he says? No, but you haven't <laughs> researched an answer, so I thought I'd help you out. Uh, I'm no, um, what's the most shocking stat, good or bad, you've ever uncovered about a Liverpool player? Maybe let's expand this to not just deep dives, because you've been doing this for a, a long yeah. time now. Um, what's the one thing that maybe you've looked at and gone, wow? I can't say this too many more times to buy you any more time, but like you might have just gone, 
Wow. Um, oh, do you know what? There's like there's not that many things that are coming to my mind. I maybe needed a bit more time on this. Nothing surprises it, Josh it, it, Williams. It depends. It, it depends how, how how mad you want to go really, and and what is mad. But a couple of seasons ago, for example, I don't think it was last season, but it was the season before when Norwich were last in the league and they finished absolute bottom of the table. In that season, they took more shots than Arsenal, which I thought was, I thought that was mad. That's a ge- this is, might be one of the only genuine times you get to go, ooh <laughs> Yeah, I was like, how does that happen? And they end up finishing 20th and going down with a team of kids and Arsenal qualify for the Europa League and, and start building the Michel Arteta or whatever. That was a mad one. Sliding doors there. We could be, Norwich could be Man City's biggest <laughs> yeah. challenges if you know, they didn't have yeah, shit I'll, I'll try and think of another players. one because I, f- I feel like there's, there's definitely a few. Over the over the years, where I've thought that is insane. Um, do, do you know what? I, it's not really, it's not really a great answer to this, um, Baz. But I think the thing that surprises me most is like people who should have a really good understanding of the numbers and what they mean, using them in the complete wrong ways, like to prove arguments and stuff like that. Or that's the thing that grates me more than anything. Like mm. you see them after games, these big accounts putting stuff up, like. One of one dribbles and two tackles and yada 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 and I, it just does my head in all that and then they'll put like a little tagline about it at the bottom and you're like yeah but he was shit yeah like, and all that but then also the the other one is people using defensive stats all wrong yeah and just not happen, understanding yeah. Yeah. that like having eight headers in a match is absolute brilliant if you're Burnley but it's not great if you're Liverpool. Type of thing, and there's just overinflation of defensive numbers. Yeah, because good defenders don't show up in them. Yeah, one thing I'd throw in there actually, which is, I suppose, a, a bit of a defensive stat, is um, a mad one. <coughs> a, a mad one that I'm not sure I will see again is, is Van Dijk not being dribbled past for 65 consecutive games. That's obviously basically two seasons worth of Premier League games, really. Am that, I right that, in that saying he's on a run now? Is yeah, he the only yeah. player in the league this season that's not been dribbled past yeah, as well? Yeah, he hasn't been dribbled past this season, no. Um, and to be fair, that, that that it's a weird stat because like, at the time, I remember looking at it and um, I looked at the other players in the league and, and say, for example, someone who'd only been dribbled past once at the time might have been like Wes Morgan or, or someone like that who, who's not you know, not the best by any means. So I think a lot of it is a stylistic thing. Mm. Um, and it's it's not necessarily like an amazing indicator into quality. Like there the will be defenders out there across Europe at the minute probably who haven't yet been dribbled past and aren't like Liverpool level. I don't like that. But to go 65 games in all competitions without being dribbled past once is quite insane. Like, And I, I do think it's also... An indicator of just Liverpool's defensive security as a unit at the time, you know, with the midfield three and that that we had, yeah, protecting Van Dijk and stuff. Um, just all round Liverpool just being the best defensive team in Europe by a mile, and Van Dijk benefiting from it. Mm-hmm. Okay, so that's a mad one. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. 
A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Uh, John Sass um, has said, Costas Timakas, is he actually decent covering Robbo in his games defensively and offensively? Any form of comparison would be good. Um, I'll get those up now, like, but I think if you give us the general sort of I think for Feelings. me, yeah, I think offensively, I would say he's fine. Um, I think he's good on the ball, moves her forward, good from set pieces. I think his delivery into the box is arguably better than Robertson's is. But, and I think he also overlaps as well. He gives us the overlapping and things like that. I think the problem for me, and this is something that he just can't influence, is, is pace. It's <coughs> nowhere near on the level of Robertson. In terms of like recovery pace and that as well, though. So, if he does get forward, his ability to get back and and like kind of protect Liverpool against the transition is just not as good um, because he's not as quick. Uh, and in terms of getting forward and that, he's not as much of a like a threat in behind and like that because he hasn't. Yeah, he, he just hasn't got that attached to his game. And I think when Robertson's not playing, you realise how much of a quality that is that he's got. Just his ability to. Not only run up and down the field all day, but just do it really, really fast to the extent where he never feels... He always feels like he's supposed to be where he is. Mm. He never feels out of position. But that's that's just because of how quick he is. OK. Um, I've got a little graphic on the screen for you now. Um, and this is might surprise you, but this is, again, why I think you need to dive deeper into numbers. Um, this is Andrew Robertson, last 365 days, versus Costas Timakas, last 365 days. Um, you can see the red uh, spidergram is Costas Timakas. The blue. green, blue, I don't know, I think I'm full of blinds. One is Andy Robertson. Now, you look that on... You put that on Twitter, and Costas Timakas is the best... Fullback, yeah, from the two, doesn't take into account that Costas has played probably a third of the minutes mm. of Andy Robertson. Uh, doesn't take into anything. Doesn't doesn't even give you the stats that you want. Yeah. Um, so I, I suppose this is where you need to dive a little bit deeper into the numbers. But in terms of assists, he's done better. In terms of shot creating actions, better passes attempted, about the same pass completion, not quite as good. Progressive carries, he's better. Um, touches, more touches, more progressive receptions, more tackles, loads more interceptions, more blocks, more clearances. And yet the eyeball test tells me that Andy Robertson is a far superior player. Yeah, and that's why, kind of like, 
football will never really be, you know, you you recruit or you assess based purely on numbers alone. You 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 have to factor in the eye test. You have to factor in logic and context. And obviously that that kind of radar is lacking a little bit of context there. But like say for example assists. I mean, it's 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 out of Simakas's hands whether he gets an assist because it's, it depends on the finishing quality of the. But you could put shot creating actions up there, for example, yeah. which puts it a little bit better. You can there's expected threat now, which you can balance it off with that a lot of sites yeah. have started to use, although they're more paid for sites and stuff like that. So there's there's loads of things there now, I suppose, that do dive a little bit deeper. And that sort of goes back to my point before about how like I think it matters the context matters. At every point when you're looking at numbers, doesn't it? Now? Especially for kind of defensive plays. I'm just going to move this while we put the uh, the screen in front of, of us so that we can share it. Now, you, you can see here, this is now based on this year's stats. Obviously, it's not a spirogram. It doesn't look as nice. It's a bit boring and all that type of stuff. First thing you're doing for anyone new to this is you probably go and see your toggle pair 90 stats because it gives you an accurate reflection. They've actually, again, even now... The minutes is 270 to 720. It's not a big enough sample size to be able to compare the two players directly. What's that, three full games? Yeah. Costas has played, that's it. Whereas Robbo's had eight full games, so less than half. Yeah. Um, There's certain things, though, that even despite that really jump out. Like, the number of progressive passes both players are playing are virtually identical. Yeah. But look at the progressive passes received. And that would, I would normally say is because Costas' starting point is further up the field. Yeah, Costas is more of a fullback in, in in this system at least, you know, in playing as a bit more of a um, final third threat for Liverpool, whereas Robertson's been a bit more of a dual kind of centre-half at times so far this season. But for Robertson to be receiving less than four progressive passes per 90 and Simic has to be averaging 12 per 90, suggests that Simic has is a lot more of an outlet. But if you watch them, as players, I would prefer Robertson to be my outlet than Simicas, just because he's quicker, more of a threat and behind and stuff like that. It's quite weird, isn't it? Well, also when you when you think of it, like I'll get the ball back. I was a second there. This is this is the problem with the Q and A, isn't it? We're all over the place. Like <laughs> a progressive reception. Am I right in saying it's twenty yards or is it ten yards? Complete a pass that moved the ball towards the opponent goal line at least ten yards from its furthest point. Right. So if Costas' starting position is there and a defender is playing him the ball, for example, great. But if Robbo is more defensively disciplined and starting there and receives the ball, he's not going to get those progressive receptions. No. So there's two ways of looking at that. Yeah. He's more of an outlet or his position is fucking shocking <laughs> and he's all the way up here all the time when he shouldn't be and Liverpool are getting counted on. Yeah, or he should be. And yeah. that's just from one stat that we've looked at, or he should be. Yeah. And that, so that, and that, again, context is key yeah. and king in the in this regard, yeah. because that it makes a big difference, doesn't it? Like we're going to try and move that out. Hopefully, we're answering this. What was the question? Is he any good? Just, just compare. He's decent. Yeah. He's a good yeah. second, so he's left back. Yeah. Uh, I suppose. Is there any other? Let's go have a look at the goal and shot creating actions and per ninety metrics. So actually, in shot creating actions, Costa Simicas again, per ninety more. Yeah. Now, factor in two games where Liverpool went down to ten men. Three games? Two games? Three games, four red cards. Okay. Yeah. None of them were in Costa Simicas games. Two. They were all in Andy Robertson games. Mm. So again, context. Yeah. 
So all of a sudden, your left back who's playing completely differently to the to Costas Timakas, who's been playing when we've had eleven games, uh, eleven men on the field every single time. Yeah. So again, that might have an impact. And again, those sort of smaller. Timakas has also miscontrolled the ball the same number of times as Robertson so far, despite playing less than half the number of minutes, and he's made. More, <coughs> and he's been dispossessed more, which does correlate with the eye test for me. Like, yeah, that kind of player, isn't he? And so, so, again, if we were to look at this and they both played 38 games in a season, those red cards wouldn't have made so much difference to a pair 90 metric. Mm. But when a th- three of Robertson's eight games have been ruined by red cards, yeah, and Costas has been in three games with all 11 men, it skews them massively, which is why we always say not enough data to be able to do this properly and stuff like that. So, yeah, yeah. Um, I think what you can see there is you need more than just the numbers. Um, can I just move this back in in case we... It's the context that comes above everything else. Yeah. The, the ability to kind of translate what the numbers are saying uh, in an unbiased way as well, rather than just almost having your own opinion and leading and then, people there yeah yeah that's another thing that does my head in with it yeah I, does my head as well i like to i like to sort of and i've said this so many times to you over the thing what i like to just pull a question out there and find the answer out during the show yeah. sometimes even if there isn't an answer yeah and just, that's fine yeah, there's nothing just, wrong with that if you can't see it there's no point in lying or changing it or anything yeah. else or or trying to fit the narrative right there it looks like fucking costas was boss <laughs> yeah it is. There's nothing wrong with that. Um, got loads of comments coming in here. Um, drop a like on the video, by the way, if you if you are enjoying this type of a thing. We're gonna have to we're gonna have to get a bit of a wriggle on here, to be honest with you. So I'm gonna go over. Yeah, more one way dancers, maybe. Yeah, I'm afraid so. Um, so I'll go down to some of the Instagram ones that you got, mate. Um, okay. Sean Christian is asking on my laptop here, is Gakpo now just a squad player, or is Klopp finding him away, finding a way to put him in the starting eleven? Uh, this is a really interesting question, actually, because we covered a little bit about Gakpo last week, didn't we? Mm. Um, it feels like he's a squad player to me, but if this City game, he gets the start over Nunes, could suggest otherwise. I don't think he's a squad player. Uh, I think Liverpool have basically got maybe about 15 starters in, in the squad at the minute. And I think any of them can realistically play and Klopp wouldn't bat an eyelid and wouldn't think the, the quality is dropped or anything like that. And I think Gaffo is one of them. In terms of like finding a way to put him in the starting eleven, I think that's the kind of unanswered question at the minute. Obviously, he's played as a false nine, left-sided eight and left-sided forward. I think he can do all of them to an okay level. Mm -hmm. I thought he'd be better in all of them, to be honest. I think his his standard can can increase in all of them, specifically in a midfield role, I think. I thought he'd get more minutes as a kind of advanced number eight, but when he's he's played there, the game's passed him by a little bit. He hasn't touched the ball as much as Soboslay on the opposite side, for example. I think he needs to get more involved in that sense. Um, but he's got like enough of a rounded skill set to to not really be a problem and and be kind of like a player who you can use wherever you need him almost. Mm-hmm. But in terms of like where his fixed spot will be, I don't think he'll be like a Nunes where Nunes becomes Liverpool's nine and only ever plays as the nine. 
I think and Salah for example only ever playing on the right side of Liverpool's attack I think Gakpo will just permanently just move all over the place depending on the needs of the team and, and, and whoever we're up against and things like that. It was a brilliant one-word answer. Um, hello, Josh <laughs> and Chris. Deep time is my favourite thing on Red Men TV. Chris, when you say proper DM, who is your pick for that position? Um, I am going to say that my pick for that position is Rodri. I think he's the best <laughs> in the world. I thought you meant for Liverpool. And I think he's the best in the world. I agree. And, yeah. that, and I think... This is my one word answer now. <laughs> right, back in the day, Claude Makélélé would play there, right? And and that was a proper DM. Mm. That I don't think Liverpool are looking for a player like that. I don't think they're looking for, you know, a Mascherano type of a player. I think to ex- football's changed in the last 15, 20 years, whereby I use that word. What I mean is, I, I want a ball hawk. I want someone who loves going and getting the footy back, but I also want them to be able to play at the same time. Yeah. More than just a proper old school Didier yeah. Man destroyer type of thing. Because that's what our system needs. Mm. We need someone who goes and gets the ball, gives it to the other lads, and we play from there. But has also needs that ability to play, be comfortable in possession, have everything that Zabi Alonso has got, coupled with what Claude McAlealy got. And unfortunately, I think that's Rodri. Yeah, I agree, but... City probably not going to sell us Rodzi. No, 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 no. He didn't say. That, no, think that's the question. Or? I don't. I don't. I think. <laughs> I, I, I read it as who's the pick for that position. I, the no, I would completely agree. I think he's the best in the world by a mile. To be honest, Rodzi. But uh, the same as we were Liverpool are going to get. That's probably why we haven't got anyone yet because the the market's really limited at the minute. Uh, Trey Stokes of what's the topic today? We're doing a Q and A. Uh, we're doing. We've done a Manchester City. Um, <laughs> Uh, preview. Yeah, it was a good one, that wasn't yeah. it? Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> this is, it was a good right? question, mate, and we've answered it. So, oh, Trey Sox, I got you. Thanks. He's already de- he's already found out. Um, okay, these are the ones that are coming in live. Um, ah, uh, gonna be tough. There's loads. Of, oh, we had a super chat from Veronica. Thank you very much, Veronica. Sent us two pounds. Really appreciate you. Um, Samuel Legatus feels like a t- title decider, which is great to say. He continues. Um, I wouldn't say it's a decider just yet, though, would you? It's a bit early for that. We've yeah. got to have him at Anfield Hopefully as well. Hopefully the decider will be at Anfield, yeah. Um, okay, right. Over to Instagram again, if you give me a second. Uh, Man with no name, 23, <laughs> says, do you think Liverpool watches <laughs> Deep Dive? It's a wonderful, wonderful question. But uh, no, sadly not. I can't see Jürgen Klopp sat there right now watching. <laughs> <laughs> He's got a plus subscription, mate. He's on the Man City preview. No, no, yeah. I just can't see it, lad. Sat in the bath watching us. But uh, hopefully. Why did you put him in the bath? I just put, I don't know, I put, I put a bottle of wine next to him as well. Did you, yeah? Yeah, yeah. I'd have him with a beer and that fucking umbrella <laughs> that he loves it so much. Yeah. Um, I would love it, but equally, I would love it if they just enjoyed it to go, ah, they're so wrong. Or something like that, more than anything else, do you know, because yeah. what they do at their level is far and away, like, it. I can't even read some of the stuff that's out there mm. from them. Like, if you've ever, and I know you've done it because we were looking at something where you had a graphic and I was like, oh, that's from his paper, Ian Graham's paper, wasn't it? Or yeah, was yeah, it, yeah. you know what I mean? If you've, Ian Graham's got a paper out there that you can read on, like, the spatial... What's that's, it? that's Spearman actually it's Will Spearman, Spearman yeah. sorry yeah and he's 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 the new guy um, mm. or he's been promoted to a higher position at Liverpool like it's 
it, I can't understand it. No, it, I can't. It, I can't. It's I, over I, my head. I, yeah. I, I know individually, roughly speaking, what all the words mean, but put them in a sentence or a paragraph, and I, you can Google it. Will Spearman, what's it called? <sighs> I don't know. He's done a few. Yeah, I mean, if you want to, the, the most popular ones just on pitch control. Um, it's you know, it's, it's amazing stuff. Like it's groundbreaking stuff. But I think he's, he's done loads. <laughs> <laughs> we think we don't understand it. We're told it's groundbreaking stuff, <laughs> but we don't understand it. Like, and that's the level that these guys are at. Yeah. Um, we try and give you as, as uh, more than just opinion on this show, and I think we do a really good job at that, to be honest with you, um, with what we've got available to us, which is limited brain capacity by comparison to the people who run Liverpool Football Club. <laughs> um, but then equally, we're better than them and other things like you know. Personality yeah. and that. Um, <laughs> Hopefully. Uh, well, That's why people tune in, I think. I, I, I really hope so. Um, will Endo make it at Liverpool? What does his numbers tell you? Class Quatch. This is a class name. Yeah, it is, yeah. Um, <coughs> it depends what you mean by make it, because he's already 30, isn't he? So, I think whatever he's doing now is what he will keep doing, personally. I don't think he will get to a point where he's a starter, if I'm honest. Maybe, but I, I can't see it. I do think, you think he knew that coming in? Yeah, I do. Then I he's th made it. Uh, yeah, I think he's. It I think he's come in as a player who Klopp will know will basically play when he needs him. Won't kick up a fuss when he's not involved. Unlike Jordan Henderson, for example, who was a problem when he went and playing. Endo looks more satisfied, more of a you know more of a leader in that sense. Um, to just kind of be a bit Milner. And come in when he's needed, and but in terms of it, like the numbers are and painting, it was like a money ball little gem or something like that. No, he's just kind of like a a decent, experienced leader of a DM who who will just play when you need him, and that's what he's gonna keep being for me. I okay. think. Um, Rob Madrid's come up with a, a great one over on Instagram for us. Uh, what's the new or missing metric in data analytics that needs improvement? Um, so there's there's kind of a few when it, when it comes to this, but I think the kind of missing thing that we still we still haven't achieved is basically like off ball stuff. Yes. Um, mainly. So I think most statistics, and this is why it's difficult to judge defenders. Really, most stats and all that numbers, all that stuff, the kind of a bit event based. So if you if you you know shots clearances, tackles, these are all events happening where you're like, yeah, that's just happened type thing. Whereas off-ball stuff, it's difficult to like quantify them and to judge like their influence, their impact on the game, especially if nothing kind of happens on the back of them. So, yeah, like that's something that Spearman's touched on you know we've just mentioned Spearman there in his pitch control work kind of quantifying like the impact of certain movements on the game and how how a certain run might open up space what what runs generally cause issues for a defensive line what don't players who, are, who offer value in that sense players who don't mm -hmm. um, like I think for example I think Roberto Firmino was always a player who you wouldn't really associate, to be fair, with like, you know, valuable runs in behind or whatever. But I, I think off the top of my head, Firmino was always a player who offered a lot of value just by his, <laughs> his off-ball movements um, and how that kind of opened up spaces for Liverpool to exploit and stuff. But 
in terms of like data analytics and, and, and assessing like what's missing and stuff, I think it was Cruyff who famously said, didn't he? Um, oh, what did he say? He said something like, in a 90-minute game, you're on the ball for about three minutes. Yeah. It's what you do for the, you know, 87 minutes that you don't have possession that makes you a good player or not. And if you think about data analytics, we, we, we don't really have any, we don't really have much info at all, especially in the public space, about like, you know, what, what players are doing in that sense. Mm-hmm, absolutely. Um, I think for me, the, the biggest gripe I've got at the moment is probably the pair 90 metrics. Um, because I think it's an easy fix for them. So I've got up on my laptop now and I'm just trying to find it. Um, it where's goals on a match report? You think, oh, goals, right, okay. Yeah. So, right, look, Richarlison here. One goal, one assist. Min's played. He's actually played 11 on there. He might have sorted this out now. Did he come on? You can still touch on your point, though. I know yeah. what you're saying. So, Richarlison came on. Ah, no, look. He came on in the 80th minute. Right. right? Yeah. And he got one goal and one assist, and they've given him 11 minutes. But that game went on for another 16 or 17 minutes afterwards. Because of the mad added time. Because of the added time. So, in... His pair 90 metrics are going to be fucked all year or wrong all year because they've attributed one goal and one assist to 11 minutes of play when he actually played for 28 minutes. Yeah. And they, and like the added time thing, that just seems like such an easy fix for me. Yeah, yeah. It's kind of a modern problem, though, isn't it? Like a very new problem, really. And this is kind of another difficulty with stats because the game's always changing. Yeah. The game, you know, they'll introduce the new offside law soon and things like that. That'll probably have a massive impact on, like, you know, how, how teams attack and how teams defend and stuff like that. So, okay. Um, oh, here's a good one to end. There's familiar, familiar express when Salah goes away in African, nation, African nations, which formation personnel changes will clop tight. Thanks. I, do you want me to go first on this one? Yeah, go ahead. So, I think obviously you've got Mo Salah over here. There is a couple of different ways you can skin the cat, as, as far as I'm concerned. You know, maybe Diaz moves across to this side. Maybe. We've seen it happen before. We've seen Diogo Jota play there as well. The one that interests me the most with the options that we've got available, and it won't be to everyone's liking, especially if you really want a left footer in that position, is Dom Soberslai's done it as well. Mm. Like, so... Ultimately, we're going to play, I think, whatever we do with three forwards. And it's pick your poison. Which one do you think is going to work the best? Yeah. He's used Jota probably the most there. Jota would probably be my pick, I think, simply because he's he's like the most two-footed player in the league. So he, he doesn't have any issues with that. Um, so you kind of retain that dynamic. If you really want that dynamic, the other option is Elliot. Elliot's the other left-footed in the team. Mm-hmm. So he could play over there, but he doesn't offer anywhere near the same kind of dynamic as Salah. Not as much of a threat in behind, doesn't score as many goals, but he is left-footed, so he's another option there. And as you say, Sobosla is an option. Um, does have experience over there, obviously a really good player. Um, and we have the, the options in midfield when everyone's fit to to play Elliot in midfield, or Bidding and Gravenberg, or Jones, or whoever it might be. You've also got like a, a real wild card shouting throw Ben Doke in there. Mm-hmm. Um, not left-footed, but he is rapid and he can get to the byline quite often and that should benefit Darwin Nunes for tappings. Um, 
So yeah, we've got a few options there, but I think Liverpool will pretty much play in the same way. Um, I don't think they'll start tampering with formations and all that stuff. I think they'll just kind of they'll either use Sobosly, Elliot, or Jotter over there, in my opinion. Like, yeah, no, I think that's right, mate. Okay, well, there you go. I think we've uh, we've done the Q and A justice. Thank you for everybody who has has got in touch with us, who's jumped into the the YouTube chat and stuff as well. Really appreciate each and every one of you. Um, if you want more. Um, and you want that Man City preview, uh, we've got a 50% off your yearly captain subscription, so it's only 34 99 for a full year's worth of Redmen Plus, and you get the Man City preview, 35 minutes, tactical preview, looking at Guardiola and his system, Liverpool's system as well. Use the code DEEPDIVE on a captain yearly subscription, and you will get it for just 34 99 a full year's worth of Redmen Plus. Thank you so much, Josh, as always. Thank Cheers. you again for your insight. It's been an absolute pleasure and i'll see you all soon small details are big surfaces tight corners are odd shapes flat rounded textured or tall whatever your next project there's a spray paint pattern that's just right because rust-oleum's new custom spray five and one gives you control with five different spray patterns so you can tackle nooks crannies edges and curves without worrying about drips runs uneven coverage or anything else custom spray five and one only from rustoleum when you make decisions for your company you look for the no-brainers and if you have a lot of mailing to do stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer it streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient which makes you less busy mail checks invoices legal documents and everything you need to keep your business running with stamps.com Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's stamps.com. Code program.